He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. The vision from day one was when I started Journey, Best Band as an hospitality company, as a management company, was like, can we run a management company by fully automate basically everything? <laughs> that was a big, big question, right? And this is like, if there's a way to do it with softwares, software was so far behind. So we had to bring software forward. And we knew the AI was going to be a big key player because what AI can do already, it's pretty mind-blowing. And for many tasks where this is another misconception, it's already better than humans. And this is what's crazy. And this is what's about to change things. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. All right, Nathan, welcome back to a minute with minute on Slick Talk. And we're going to jump into the question today of what is the biggest misunderstanding when it comes to what minute does and doesn't do? Great question, Will. I I think the biggest misunderstanding is probably that we do more than just noise. Uh, I know we'll cover that in another minute with minute. So for now, I'm going to major specifically on the noise feature itself. Many people think that we can let you know when there's noise in your unit. And that's the end. But what we can actually do uh, with our pro account is import the data for your guests when they're staying, what's their phone number, et cetera, and then allow you to automate communication with that guest when there's a noise event. So what we hear from many of our users is after sending even one text message to the guests, letting them know that there's noise, they tend to quiet down because they don't realize that they're being noisy. So in many cases, if you use our automation, you may actually resolve the problem with no input from yourself. Just an automated message from the system, asking them to quiet down, and then the noise issue is over. I love it. You heard it here first, folks. A minute with minute, and now back to the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are live on Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, and I have a return guest. It's very rare. I think I can count on one hand how many guests we have that have returned more than once. And this one's a special Luca Zambello, CEO and founder of Journey. If you haven't heard of Journey, you probably are living under a rock. Just kidding. I love you guys. But Journey has been a great friend of the show. We've had Luca on. I think when did we have you on? Early 2021? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the first time getting to meet you. And for any listeners that haven't heard your first episode, we'll link it in the show notes to make sure they're able to go backwards and to hear the true foundation and story of what you guys have built. But this episode is really going to be a big update. You guys have launched and announced some pretty incredible things that we're going to jump into today, including AI and how it's applied in our industry. But go backwards, listen to the first episode, come back to this, and we'll make sure you're fully caught up. But Luca, my friend, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Of course, of course. It was so much fun getting to meet you and some of the team at VRMA International. I think it was like 2021 or where we got to meet up and then getting to see you guys at more conferences. Like last year, you guys 
at this crazy party at Vegas and the hangover suite with some of our partners at Minute and whatnot. So you guys are doing some cool stuff and I'm excited to have you back. For the listeners maybe that have heard of Journey or are familiar with you and have heard you on other podcasts, give us a quick recap on what has happened with you guys in the last, let's say, 30 to 60 days. It's been a lot as you were talking before the recording. It's like a sprint building up to the launch and now you're in the full speed mode here. But yeah, let's let's jump into it. Yeah, we just launched what we call the OS 2.0 and alongside with it, it basically I think industry first free PMS with the direct connectivity with Airbnb and a big AI component that is built on top of it. So connection with GPT-4 and a bunch of tools that they came with it and were really simply for free. So that, that was a big update. Concept of what we built came as the need as a property manager. We used to be a property management company that managed over 300 units across several different cities in US and our biggest problem was technology adoptions and making different technology work for one another and really solving for fragmentation that we built was a connectivity platform. And in order to make that connectivity platform work properly, we had to build our own PMS. And so then with the big tool super and release, we decided to make that for free alongside with the all those AI components. So a lot, a lot, a lot, especially so being a property manager is one thing and it's a hard job. We all know it's hard. Everyone who is a property manager today, whether they have one or a hundred, a thousand properties, no, it's not easy. There are a lot of things that can help make it easier, but at the end of the day, you're still dealing with people. You're still dealing with tech. You're still dealing with a new industry. I would consider a new industry where a lot of things have changed so much that you're pretty much just absorbing a bunch of stuff. 24 seven, it's changing every day. And then on top of it, now you guys realize that was a huge problem. You move into the tech space, you've built your own tech. And what really in the first phase was a connectivity platform, bringing the best dynamic pricing, the best operations, the best noise, and the best everything else into one solution and one dashboard, which again, we all know is a huge problem in not just our industry in business, right? Like we all have a hundred tabs open and now you guys were using a property management software, the 0.1 version of journey OS, and now you've created your own. That's a lot of work in itself as well. Why create your own property management software? Why go through the struggle and the hassle of building something that is so complex? Yeah, it's a good question because I asked that so myself too <laughs> several times, even when we were building it. But it's very interesting how the industry has developed and has to do with the historicity of the industry and how PMS and state came to be. And really the same architecture, PMS has been built the exact same for a long time right now, which is the idea of creating a marketplace for each vertical. So for pricing, I want to give you as many pricing solutions for guest verification system as many solutions as possible. So creating these marketplaces, it gives you the benefits of high customization, but the end result is that a lot of these integrations are not built well together. And when at first it was just a handful of solutions, a handful of verticals, it was even fine. But now you start having like dozens of different of verticals. And for each vertical, you have sometimes hundreds of different solutions. So it becomes extremely hard to make this concept work the new way that we thought about it and if you look at any like large-scale management companies in the end of the day they choose one vendor and they try to go as deep as possible with a specific vendor 
And even if they utilize an existing PMS, they have to create this custom integrations with these vendors on top of it, with the pricing software, with the cleaning management app. They have to create this custom API connection on their own. So we're like, why is nobody ever taking the task of creating a system that works as a single unit, as a single system? And that's exactly how the connectivity platform concept came to be. But the problem is when you do it on top of a third-party PMS that was built not to do that, but to have a marketplace, it's never going to work as well as like creating something from scratch that is meant to be doing that. Yeah, that's, that is the reason why the obsession of having this vertically integrated platform this seamless and super streamlined product that is a one-click process. How many, how many, like anybody is a host, have they have the experience of just the onboarding, one of like incredible challenges just to do going through the onboarding process. The system we just launched, now it's a one-click process. So we took it from a 45 days onboarding process to a one-click. You go on the platform, you click, you sync your Airbnb accounts, all your reservations are imported. Every single setting is imported. And this didn't exist until now. And the reason why we can do that is because of, we built this vertically integrated system. And the idea is to do the exact same thing with pricing. So one click, you, you sync all your pricing. And cleaning management system, the same exact thing. It's a one click and you can sync all of that. And same thing for IoT devices, like connecting the lock. It should be one, one or two step process maximum. Instead, in the space that we're used to, you have to go through weeks or months of research and then weeks and months of implementations for each service, which is absolutely insane. So we, we wanted to change that. So you guys are betting on going not a mile wide, but a mile deep. And I think a mile deep with all these vendors is super smart. What has been immediately... I. And I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday for anyone listening. This actually isn't yesterday. It's a week later, but you were on Good Morning Hospitality, our morning show. And now this episode is out a little bit later, but we're talking about a lot of people I'm sure probably don't understand the difficulties of one, building your own tech two, being a connectivity partner with tech. But three, the a lot of people might think building with one partner in pricing, one partner in screening, one partner and this could be very limiting. For your guys' perspective, why is it the exact opposite and actually more powerful to only work with the best of the best or what you've considered the best and just having an all-in-one solution for operators rather than letting them pick and choose? It's a great question. But if you look at every single industry, in the end of the day, whoever came and simplified everything yeah. without any compromise on the end product one and so i think that's something important to consider and in the end of the day if you look like in a way like i, I always like to use apple as an example but if you look yeah. at macbook pro there's no compromise there's kind of be a compromise or composition on the non-customization but in the end of the day what a user really needs the end use remains the same but if anything got a lot more efficient and a lot more streamlined with a lot less bugs in between and became a better product. Actually, people were willing to pay more for things so they are more reliable, easily accessible. And so that's building a vertically integrated system is going to allow you, and it's not 100% there with everything, meaning, of course, like there's going to still be things that, that you're going to have to implement a little bit, and it takes maybe two to three days to to sync with, a, with your pricing, but this is something that in a month is not going to be like that. Airbnb is already a one-click, right? The cleaning management app is already going to be one-click. So it means that we are allowed to 
to go there in a place where nobody was able to go before. And you could come and become a host and know nothing about different types of technologies and be able to have a better full tech stock than most hosts that are out there in, in minutes versus years. Right <laughs> now, it takes to know how to make all the systems work well together and, and to be able to use them all and, and manage them all. And plus all the resources that you need in order to run them. It's absolutely insane. That's our vision. I love that. And I want to kind of reference something that we discussed, let's see, a couple of weeks ago on another show. And it was a lot of people in this industry get into it for the sake of hospitality and taking care of people and creating experiences or the lifestyle side of creating financial freedom and creating assets and cash flow for retirement, for their future generations, whatever it might be. There's all these certain types of goals and missions that everyone has within this industry. And I think a lot of people get into it with the expectation it's going to be great. I'm going to be like taking care of people and it's going to be so much fun. I have all this time. But then as they scale to a certain number, whether it's I need 10 luxury homes in order to achieve this, or I need 100 apartments to achieve this or whatever their kind of scale or business plan is, they have a certain goal in mind. And then they get into it and they realize, wow, I thought I was getting into the hospitality business, but really I feel like I'm in the tech business because I'm having to learn so many pieces of software and technology and hardware in order to just operate day to day. I'm not even talking to my guests anymore. I'm not, I'm more busy working on my dynamic pricing than I am uh, creating special moments or making sure that my guests have everything they need inside the home than I expected. So with an all-in-one solution, the way you guys have approached it with one click, Amazon is always a great example of one click. I do swipe and buy all the time where it's easy. They have my address, they have my credit card and it's done with you guys now going this route and really seeing how from an operator's perspective from your days as operating as well, how do you guys see this impacting the host or the property management company or operator that really does want to execute on high-end hospitality without having to become a tech expert in all these different verticals? Do you guys see that all-in-one solution making that curve or that learning curve shorter and easier? Yeah, and I think it's another great question because I it's actually one of the motivations that we had in the very, very beginning because I was like, when we were a management company, I realized I was spending majority of my time on the technology side, actually. So you're, you're making a great point because it was a big pain point for me. <laughs> it must be very much the same for the rest of the industry. And so you kind of have two buckets in the industry. And once a day, just go full in, but then they are like, kind of, okay, I'm spending way too much time into the, in doing this or people that just don't want to complicate their lives with, with just even getting inside of the technology side. So there's still a massive chunk of the market that is very well aware of technology solutions, but they're not adopting them because they see this obstacle too overwhelming. The barrier to entry is way too high still. And even at conferences, when, I think one of them, we are even together VRMA. When a question yeah. we ask how many tech solutions you're using and two to three, maybe four, the majority of hosts, when they should be using about a dozen, but they can't because it's so difficult to make them all work well together. So this is a pain point, like from so many different angles are you looking for? It doesn't matter for where you're looking them from. In the end of the day, technology is a, a big limitation in our industry. 
And I think it's a big limitation in scalability, in focusing on the gas and focusing on what's important, focusing on hospitals in the first place, like you said. 100%. And it's just actually fine. I'm just writing down on my notes here. We were on that panel kind of discussion together at VRMA last year with Brandy, Andrew Kitchell, and Ella Medivorsky from Autohost. And you know that was an interesting result when we asked that question. How many of you use at least one piece of technology? Pretty much everyone's hand went up. How many of you use two to three? couple of more hands went up how many of you use five or more and it was like slowly the hands started going down it's like how many of you have seven or more softwares and it was like two people obviously it is all determined on size do you think size and inventory matters on the type and the amount of tech you use or do you think if i had one property today i can get onto journey 2.0 and immediately be fully functioning as if i were having a hundred or do you think that kind of inventory amount changes the amount of tech and the utilization of it? No, I think it's a mindset. Like if you mm. see value in technology, you want to use as many as possible to automate as many processes as possible. That's the reason why I start working with AI and we're always trying to be first on, yeah. on new disruptive solutions. But the point being is it's not the reason why it's the amount of solutions limited to the scale today. It's because it takes resources to adapt different technologies. Yeah. So the whole point that we just said, right? It's why you need to simplify that process because you don't want to limit this, the full stack stack only for people that have 400 plus units. That's not good. This is a way also to democratize technologies, right? To really make them accessible to anybody. If you're single units customers, you should be able to access units. Uh, and if anything, like we're, I think we're first case studies of these people with single units coming in and buying two tech stacks right now. But like, we don't even talk to some of these customers. They just go on the website, they set up everything on their own, which again, it's unheard of, right? Like yeah. somebody yeah. can go on a website and just purchase the packages and set it up like on their own. It's pretty mind blowing. So yeah, it's really trying to change the game before. And honestly doing it because out of saturation that somebody should have done it before me, to be quite frank. It's crazy to see, I think from our first episode to our panel talks and the many phone call and text conversations you and I have had together, I'm always impressed by the forward thinking from you and your team. And just like Jason on your team, who's out in Miami is a super solid dude. It's always thinking and talking about this stuff with us as well. And one of my things that I want to ask you, because Obviously, we've seen this AI gold rush. And just like short-term rentals became a gold rush in COVID when you know no one had the option to travel outside of short-term rentals or vacation homes, they couldn't go to hotels. Hotels weren't opening. And if they were, no one wanted to because why share a space with strangers that potentially could get you sick? So when it comes to AI and this gold rush we're seeing, you guys have gotten in early. I know you guys were building Nia before the real ChatGPT boom. And now we have Bard and a few others. But from your guys' perspective, where do you see this AI shift happening, especially as you've implemented it into your tech? As I've seen firsthandedly, Nia, your AI, respond to guest inquiries. And I've seen this type of stuff happen. Where do you guys see all this going? And when you created this as a founder and CEO, where do you see, where's the end goal? What's the end picture of this? What describe the perfect scenario for anyone who's maybe still learning about AI and or maybe skeptical. We've had a lot of AI conversations on the show and a lot of good reception about it, but more of 
your point of view, big picture, AI, where are we at with this? No, 100%. I want to say a couple of things. I, one is we can discuss more details on why, but yeah, this is probably one of the biggest technologies that humanity has ever seen, like in terms of disruptiveness, bigger than the internet. And if you think what internet has done to hospitality, meaning the fact that before it was basically 100% direct bookings outside of travel agencies. It was done everything through direct bookings and through your own marketing and marketing with paper. And now if you think about that, there's hosts, they are 100% leads on OTAs that don't even have direct bookings or very small percentage. And the opportunities that has opened, right? Because they're literally like full-on hospitality hotel companies now that they were able to start like with a single apartment and became almost like an hotel company or a full hotel yeah. company or someone who can compete with hotels. Everything internet. Yeah, you're an example one too. Like you guys had multi-unit properties and all this stuff, like all because of tech and the internet. <laughs> like Exactly. And if you think how much that has disrupted, like the current hospitality industry and all the other industries, like retails and the many industries that has disrupted, AI is going to be just as disruptive, if not more disruptive. So it's something that everybody needs to be paying attention to. Like you can be pro or against, doesn't matter. You're just going to get left behind because you could have said the same exact thing about the internet. And then if you would have not adapted, you would have problems today. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you refuse to, to send emails or, or to list on OTAs, it's it will create challenges. Of course, there's black swan events. I'm not saying yeah. that, but it's, it creates challenges. So the same thing is for AI. We understood that before because luckily we had people that were pretty heavily involved in the AI space and we knew where it was going. But the signs of where it was going, there, were, there, is, there is a Stanford University study. It came out like almost a decade ago. I don't remember the exact year, but it showed where AI was going to be already 10 years ago and where it was going to be in like about five years or so. And it was extremely accurate because AI doubles in power. This is not a big misconception about AI. It doubles in power almost every three and a half months. So we are all, as humans, we are used to linear growth, not exponential growth. This is extremely exponential. Every three and a half months, there's been more progress made in AI that has ever been made since inception. This is how mind-blowing it is. Because most of the times, the technologies were linked to its development. For instance, computing power was given by the cheap power, which meant that was directly correlated with how many transistors each chip had. And that was directly correlated to building them, right? So every two years, about a double in power, now it's like kind of like a little bit slowing down. AI, we're getting close to a point where AI can improve itself. So that's pretty mind-blowing. That, that being said, like, why do I think this and what is the final vision? Number one is the vision from day one was when I started journey at the best band as an hospitality company, as a management company, was can we run a management company by fully automate basically everything? <laughs> that was a big, big question, right? And this is like, if there's a way to do it with software, software was so far behind. So we had to bring software forward. And we knew the AI was going to be a big key player because what AI can do already is pretty mind-blowing. And for many tasks where this is another misconception, it's already better than humans. And this is what's crazy. And this is what's about to change things. All right, Slick Talkers, now for another dynamic sponsored duo of the podcast. 
I would love to introduce you to Vintory and Safely. About Vintory, we've had Brooke Flotz on the podcast, who is a founder, multiple times, and him and his team know numbers. They know data and they know marketing. They know how to help property managers just like you scale and grow their business by adding more inventory, aka more homes, into your rental program that drive the bottom line. For all of you listeners that want to learn how to scale and grow your inventory, you can get a free digital copy of Brooke's book called From Zero to 500 Properties in Five Years. And for an added bonus, if you would do a demo of the Vintory platform, you'll get a $50 gift card to Amazon. Now that's a sick deal. And now to touch on our friends at Safely.com. Safely.com helps property managers just like you and I protecting the homes that they manage from structural damage to content damage and of course bodily injury. This means plates, linens, cups, couches, tables, curtains, walls, and of course your guests themselves are protected. And this helps you by scaling your company in order to ensure that you are retaining owners and inventory in your program. If anything is broken or if anyone is hurt, you are able to make a claim through Safely and within three business days you can get instantly paid out to replace any items and settle any claims that happen on site without having to deduct from your owner's payouts. That's why I call these guys the dynamic sponsor duo. And thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Check out their offers in the show notes and back to the episode. Some of the things that we're doing today, I don't, obviously there's a lot more to come, but we we already have review management where it's basically answering reviews and that's already better than you when some answer review. We do sentiment analysis of all reviews. So you're able to, at a glance, look at entirely of all your reviews and see what's the most positive keywords and most negative keywords and what people are saying. And we're able to customize the answers for each reviews based on the sentiment analysis of that specific review. So it gives you best reviews answer in the most diplomatic way. We're talking about like eliminating your, your the human emotion component out of that. Yeah, And that's something that is very hard to do when you're answering your reviews because they're oftentimes attacking your place, but you're not answering to them yeah. when you're answering these reviews. You're answering what our people are saying. Are saying. Listing optimizations, list, uh, listing descriptions, and then the biggest one I think is, is guest communication where it's able to, it can give you three different formats, actually four different formats. One is pre-populated answers, or you can manually generate an answer, or you can go in fully autonomous mode where immediately sends an answer or it will answer within five minutes. So just to make sure you're not missing a message again. But then there's a whole customization side of things where you can literally customize it per property, per guest. You could write notes on that specific guest so it will remind in the future. You can say, hey, if this guest complains about anything else, just give it a refund and, and it's going to do that. So there's so much of that. On the auto response, this is beta. This is like the earlier stage of the AI. It's one of the latest things we just released. So still some improvements to do, but the rate of improvements is what's scary. Yeah, and this might be a hot take for any listeners, but if you're thinking about ChatGPT or Bard, what AI is better? In my opinion, so far, I've played with both. I'm not the biggest fan of Bard. I have seen a lot of inaccuracy. It wasn't, it wasn't that mind-blowing. I was actually disappointed because I'm a big fan of Google. But playing with ChatGPT, seeing that and how it's gotten so insanely good, the first time playing with it, I was like, whatever, okay, cool. It can generate me like a social media post or a blog or whatever. But now it's like I've actually written full-on business plans and legit financial projections and underwriting. And it's been verified. Like we've gone through it and oh my gosh, this is not, it's not just making up stuff. It's legit doing it. And so getting to see that applied to 
what you guys are doing with Journey and how not only do we have this tech connectivity integration platform and unified system, now I think a lot of people might get turned off when they hear fully automated property management company. Like, oh, there's no hospitality. Where's the humans? And I'm, I agree. Where are the humans? But my thinking is if we can fully take care, we don't really talk to our guests at our management company. Our guests pretty much get everything they should ever need or want. And if there's ever really like it's an emergency or something like that's when we really jump in. But we are focusing our human hours now, our human capital on actual experiences and actual partnerships and local destinations and doing the hospitality stuff that made me fall in love with the industry in the first place. So for you guys, I would love to know with your AI, because you built it off of GPT-4. Correct. Okay. So with your guys' AI, what's the, and I hate the word application, but where can really operators really focus on changing their mindset from a way, oh, where are the humans? We're in this for hospitality to thinking, okay, automation. I think there's a high a level of high tech and high touch. What do you guys think of high level, high touch and or high tech, high touch and how that AI component can really shift the way we operate today? I can give you pretty good industry insights. I've lived on AirDNA for a long time. I bought raw data from that. Like I was one of the few consumers, like just buying raw data, doing my own analysis <laughs> on it, building our own tools on top of it to really analyze each market before going to the market and see what performance and what doesn't. And I can tell you one thing. The reason why Airbnb is so big is because they sell experiences and experiences are made by humans, right? You can use the AI to enhance and this is like also another important component. AI is, what's amazing is, is that as of right now, is an answer or whatever you want to do. It's going to make you do whatever your ultimate vision is, is going to make you to do better, faster, and more precise. That's what it does. It's not yeah. substituting you as a visioner, as someone who wants to create that hospitality experience. But if anything, it's going to allow you to detect what those experiences should be like, what should you double down on. And this is outside of a journey. This is yeah. literally going using tools like ChatGPT or AutoGPT, which mentioned last time briefly. Now, ChatGPT, there's plugins for people that, that they don't know. Like if you're great to Plus, you can you can connect ChatGPT to the internet and you, you can utilize it for market studies for great research and stuff like that. But at the same time, if you're not so busy dealing with when you when they say don't work in your business, but on your business, and, and this is exactly what the technologies are going to allow you to do. Right, they're gonna take allow you to take a step back, not be involved in the grindy day-to-day -day things that don't really bring any value to anybody at the end of the day, and then focus on big features of things. What makes you different? Like, how can you be different than other people? How can you create this custom experience? I remember like looking manually also to tons of RDNA data, and if you look, the biggest common thread out of all these different solutions was the fact out of every PM that was outperforming the market or every property that was outperforming the market. It's the people that created this awesome custom experience. The three house in Florence, which cost a hundred grand to build, was making 150 grand a year in revenue. Much better than an apartment that was like in downtown Florence. It probably cost a million dollars. That's the stuff I think in the end of the day, anybody comes and becomes a host and some entrepreneur. And that's the stuff as entrepreneurs that you should be thinking about, like how to make a difference. And technologies are going to allow you to do that. They're just an enhancer and are going to allow you to focus on what's beautiful about hospitality and less of the stuff that at the end of the day, people don't want to deal with problems. If you cannot deal with issues, then they can 
auto-resolve themselves or have this like almost automated processes to fix things for you so you can focus on whether your goal is having more time for yourself or scaling the company they can help you to do either of those things yeah and we saw a huge exodus especially in the hotel side of staff and whether it was front desk agents to housekeeping to maintenance to restaurant staff valet staff bell staff all these staff members that were just so tired one because of all the manual processes that have to happen or had to happen in order for a hotel to function when a lot of it could have been automated and streamlined through tech your front desk agent shouldn't be verifying reservations to their gds portal and making sure that the booking.com reservation came through and you have the room and this and that like that stuff is so chaotic and it causes so many issues they should be there to focus on the guests arriving, the place being cleaned and ready to rock in order to interact with a good experience and a positive attitude, right? That's just exactly. one thing. Now, now owners and operators can take something like journey or technology to really focus on now enhancing the team experience outside of the just guest experience. And for you guys, where do you see when it comes to a, an operating company, a lot of people think and coming back to this term or word of it's a very human capital intensive where it takes a lot of people to run a tight ship in a hospitality business do you see this shifting away or do you see this shifting the types of roles and positions that we create inside of our operation company in order to make sure that we're still people involved we're not just a software that's turned on and running i think it depends it can optimize what you're doing so just it means that you can be able to reallocate the human capital to do something else that brings an extra experience to the guests and this is more i think the case for hotels but for yeah. vacation rentals most people don't care about talking to somebody that's the reality they care that they come in and the place is spotless the places where you advertise and the place treats this awesome experience that's it getting people to do stuff it doesn't necessarily add any value. If you can reallocate those resources to make sure that you can have more time spent into making sure that those three values are at best, absolutely you should. I'm not advocating that's, that's all around hospitality companies. Just saying that the resources were, are investing in the wrong place just because that we don't have solutions for those things. And we have shortage of stuff for those type of jobs that are not so fulfilling. We humans are made to do fulfilling stuff, not robot stuff we're not good at it we're actually really not and it's not fulfilling yeah no you're 100 right and it's funny you and i were talking about just entrepreneur life right before this recording and going into shout out to steve trover a better talent i'm always you know after being introduced to the book rocket fuel being a visionary versus an integrator i'm definitely a visionary and i'm not an integrator i like i actually suck at operating my company in a sense of making sure the mundane repetitive tasks are done or at least set up and created for systemization. And it takes a real special human. But even the integrators aren't 100% integrators, right? They still sometimes get caught up in the vision and the dream and the passion and the, the fulfillment, right? And I think fulfillment is super, maybe not underestimated, but it's something I think that during COVID and when the pandemic happened, a lot of us started evaluating our lives a lot more when it came to, am I doing something that fulfills me? Am I doing something that... I'm actually passionate about, or am I just collecting a paycheck because growing up, I was told to graduate high school, go to college, buy a house, start a family and work a nine to five and be good. But 
fulfillment is in so many different shapes and forms. And I think you're 100% right. Technology is going to help us be more fulfilled if we use it. But I want to ask you the question, and this will go into our episode that we had on Good Morning Hospitality with Brandy and Michael. You know, Michael got to ask the final question ending wrapping up the episode of, is AI going to take over the world? And give or take where you land, you could have a different opinion or different answer. But how do you see, because it is learning so fast. It's learning from itself. We're all, the more we all use it, the more data it's collecting in order to do better and grow on top of all the other data points that it collects. And for you, is there a limit with AI and its capabilities? Or I don't know, I you're the AI expert in my opinion. So I want to get your AI expertise brought into from the potential to where's that fine line? Definitely. Yeah, it's a bit of a controversial topic because there's always the risk if you're not doing it, somebody else will. Yeah. So it's like from a standpoint of should we do or should we not? If we as US don't do it, hmm. another country is going to. Who's better to have it? I'm not saying, I'm not <laughs> sharing your opinion on who's better to have it, but I'm just saying if I can choose, if I can be the one having it or not, I probably choose to be the one who has it. Because AI, although, like I mentioned, good morning, hospitality, AI at the end of the day is a tool. And mm -hmm. how we decide to utilize the tools, it's up to humanity in the end of the day. And you can use a gun to police people or you can use a gun to commit a crime. Yes. This is very similar. But it's also the same with AI. You're going to be able to use AI to police. Meaning, like, as AI becomes more powerful, you can also protect yourself with AI. You can create the counterpart of it. It sounds like a lot like Terminator, right? Like you have the good one and the bad one. <laughs> but and obviously, this is you might see on creating this far-fetched future. I think we're a bit away from having to be worried about anything. But in the end of the day, I think the most important thing is the intention that is behind of the tool that is being built. Sure. That's what's going to create, if it's going to create issues, that's where the issues are going to be created. And so just like with the internet, there was a new type of fraud that has started existing. Mm -hmm. Very much, this is going to be a tool and people are going to use it for better and, and bad things at the same time. I don't think that should be a reason to shy away from the technology. And again, I don't think we have a choice. <laughs> because again, it's either us or it's going to be somebody else. And maybe that somebody else doesn't have as good intention as we do. The first thing that comes to mind is the classic Spider-Man saying, with great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we're definitely in that boat. So I'm on the side of you. I think it's probably better we have it than not. The Yeah, there's so many things. And it really, I hate how cheesy the saying has become when it comes to AI, but it's like AI is not going to replace humans. Humans that know how to use AI better will replace humans. And I think it's more of this is a great opportunity for operators and us as a society in general, whether you're in vacation rentals, hospitality, hotels, or whatever. But this is a great opportunity for us to level up and to bring in, I think, a, a new way of being able to apply ourselves and again going back to the value conversation and fulfillment finding ways to really make that a reality because especially during the pandemic i know i've referenced it many times in this episode but a lot of people struggle with mental health and just all this other stuff and loneliness it's like i saw a crazy stat the other day through i don't remember if it was edison research or another company that does all these data deep dives but we are in this current year the humans are feeling more lonely than ever and it's that's a crazy thing to think about with how connected we are, right? Like you and I are in completely different 
sides of the country, maybe not sides, but different parts of the country, being able to have these conversations in on demand, anytime we decide we want to pick up the phone or text or whatever. So it's just crazy to think about. And now I'm rambling, but it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of unknowns and untapped potential, I think, with where you guys have really brought in AI to become, from what my perspective, probably one of the first ones in the, the industry to really fully adopt this new and not gold rush type mentality, but an actual application. It's not just, hey, use ChatGPT and blah, 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 write your listings. It's no, this use this to empower your operations. So it's been really crazy to watch, to say the least. And I know that was a whole ramble, but <laughs> no, that's you, but you're absolutely right. Could not agree more. Yeah. For any of the listeners and potential live viewers on this episode today, Luca, for, I know we've asked this on good morning hospitality and I usually ask this with every guest, but obviously we're gonna link everything in the show notes, but if you had one takeaway for any listener, if they didn't hear the last 43 minutes that we've been discussing, what would be the one thing you want them to take away from this conversation and use for our, for their business moving forward? No, I, I think your conclusion, you said it, and it's not AI is going to take away jobs. It's humans that know how to use AI, but it's going to, they're going to take away jobs. And just like the coming with the internet and social media, there's been jobs that we thought that they're never going to be jobs. You're the perfect example, like running a podcast or being an influencer. Those are jobs that they, we could never even imagine that yeah. could exist before. And, and just like that, I think AI is going to bring new ways of doing things and new jobs. Just make sure you don't underestimate this and you really look into it because it can enable and enhance you to do whatever you wanted to do or if you were stuck into something or if you had a bigger vision or if you don't adapt your business with this technology you might risk the risk of being left behind right i think be on top of it the first people that jumped on the internet the dot com made a lot of money the first people that jumped yeah. on crypto they made a lot of money so this is a big trend that it's going to happen. It's already happening, but what we haven't seen, I think, yeah, I think compared to yeah. what's about to come. 100%. And this is something very unscripted and very tying into everything. I saw on TikTok recently, you did a video going through the Journey 2.0 OS dashboard and how AI has really shifted this tech space. And the response was wild. I saw so many people commenting, like, I think it was like a viral post of yours. Yeah, it went pretty viral. It was nuts. I was just scrolling aimlessly one night and just saw this pop up on my For You page. I was like, oh, wow. It's very fascinating. I've gotten to see it on my own with my own eyes outside of that TikTok moment <laughs> late at night. And so I want to just encourage the listeners. I think it's super fascinating to at least experience a demo or go check it out because so many people that I meet at conferences or listeners to the podcast tell me there's so many options out there. There's so many softwares. There's so many hardwares. All this stuff, I think if you want to simplify, I think, as you said earlier in the episode, Lucas, simplification is going to be like, it's so undervalued right now. I think it's going to become very valued in the coming months as we're all doing and juggling many things and starting to figure out how to apply AI to our lives in order to simplify everything. So definitely you should check it out. And I just want to say thank you so much for you and your team taking the time to reach out and work with us at the network. And yeah, it's just been super fun to watch. And so super excited to have you on in the future as we hear more updates and all the other stuff like that. So thank you so much, Luca. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. And uh, I love the discussion. Me too. Me too. Well, you heard it here first, Slick Talkers. Make sure you like and subscribe. Check out all things Journey. It'll be all linked in the show notes. And if you also see, I have linked Luca's first episode his panel discussion episode with us on 
the VRMA discussion of tech and how to pick your tech stack, and then also our Good Morning Hospitality episode. So if you haven't gotten enough of Luca here, you'll find more ways to connect with Luca outside of it. So Luca, thank you so much again, and we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoy the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.